Oh, the joy of C19 TV and Meet Me at the Movies. I am no What's that supposed to mean? That sounded sarcastic. <laughs> it sounded very sarcastic. Didn't it? That didn't sound oh. sincere at all, did it, Christian? Mm, I'm not feeling it. Yay. I am a happy kind of guy. I do the happy dance at least five times a day. Did you have a liquid lunch today or no, something? No, I did not. Right. I did not. I am seeing spots because I was looking at these lights. Well, you know, don't, don't so do that. Don't look at the lights. Don't, don't look at the lights. I'm Noel T. Manning II. Meet me in the movies. We talk movies each week. Uh, beside me, to my right, uh, that is Christian Jessup. How's it going? Critics' Choice Scholar. How are you, bud? Doing well. Welcome uh, back. Good to be back, yeah. yeah. I had a little bit of a beard going, but I shaved for the show. I didn't want me and Greg to be confused. So, I mean, yeah, that was, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. That's a good thing. <laughs> I'm glad he's back because it takes a lot of the pressure off me because yeah. he actually watches movies. I know. It's a, it's a lot less work. And actually, you know, the first half of the show, he's got two-thirds of it, so Excellent. which is pretty cool. So I may we're take in good a nap. shape there. Uh, that over there uh, beside camera one, that is Uncle Jesse. That's right, Uncle Jesse Duke. For the Dukes of Hazard, welcome. Good to see you, man. Uh, yeah, I'm getting that way. Yeah, John Rudisill recommended that name for you. Thanks, thanks. I, you know, I saw his wife yesterday. Did you really? I should have given him some, her some grief <laughs> to, to carry home to him. Yeah, that so. is Greg Tillman. He is the, uh, the, what's your official title here for this? You, you the, uh, the, uh, we gave him an official title. Station manager. Station manager. C19 TV. TV, that's uh, it. See. I guess. Yeah, and, Program and director, that's official. And so, you know. Chief bottle washer. I don't so, know. And if, if I'm still on the show, evidently he can't find anybody else to do it, or he just said, okay, you're doing okay. So I'm thankful that I'm doing okay, or that he can't find anybody else to do it. Back in Mission Control, we, we, can't, we can't do this show without, uh, that's right, who is it this week? Oh, uh, it is uh, Timothy Cricket. Timothy Cricket on the Tim Cam. Timothy Cricket with, with the eyes. Beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes. Look at oh. that. Oh, man. That's yeah. the extreme close I don't, up. I don't get what it's all about. I don't you, either, man. You look deep into them. Yeah, they guess. are, you know, the eye drops, I think, would help with that. Also, who's behind you? Who's that back there behind you? Oh, Catherine. Catherine Manning. Hey, Catherine. We'll have you, uh, have you out here after the break. Thanks for joining us. Glad to have uh, Catherine and Christian back. And we're glad to be back, and we're, we appreciate you joining us as well. Uh, last week we had non-viewer mail. Uh, this week we actually have viewer mail. Uh, this, this comes from uh, That's Randy. That's harder to believe. This, it is harder to believe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but a real viewer actually sent in this, uh, this little bit of, uh, of, of uh, movie nugget trivia. <laughs> uh, this came from Randy Wright. Um, Randy was talking about um, the movie serials that we talked about, and we're not talking about Lucky Charms. Not talking Charms. about Lucky Charms? Okay. Not see, talking about Lucky Charms. You always have to clarify there for me. Fruity Pebbles. No, this is this is movie ep episodic movie segments. Okay. Shorts. Shorts <laughs> um, that combined, you know, created a full story. And he he collects a lot of these. And he was actually sharing some of these on YouTube. And he was reminding me that before the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or the DC uh, film universe, you saw a lot of these characters in the movie serials. Uh, Captain America. Uh, was on there, Batman and Superman, and uh, so he sent some of those clips. So it's pretty cool to see those and, and be reminded of that. So Randy, thanks so much for uh, for sharing that, and thanks for thanks for tuning in and watching. Um, does he have a channel that you can go to to see? Yeah, some of these he things? does, and, and I I don't I did not write that down, but um, I will I will see if I can uh, get that for you, and we'll share that with you. That'd but be fun to cool. see. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as I was kind of researching the movie serials, he said he loved watching them during the 40s. And I don't know if I'm aging you there or dating you, but uh, Randy, thanks for sharing that. If he watched them when they were new, yeah, you're yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, they actually started back in like, the, like the early 1900s. 
Really? Yeah. Silent, silent shorts? Yeah, and I didn't realize that until no, I, I started doing some research on it, and they lasted through the late 1950s, and they kind of died out in the 60s. Television. But in the 1960s, uh, there was a TV show I remember watching as a kid called The Banana Splits. Oh, And yeah. it was kind of like the monkeys, you know, in animal costumes, and they would sing and dance, but they would have also, they'd have these these serials. There was one called Danger Island. I don't know if you remember it. Jan no, Michael Vincent. I don't starred in it and each week you would have a different episode of that as part of this kind of variety show it was mm -hmm. the banana splits variety hour or so. but but jan michael vincent got his start on this richard that. donner directed the danger island episodes really yeah yeah so I, a little bit of stuff that i found out uh, after researching but i remember the banana splits remember that that show in particular wow so i think you can still uh find those on me tv they rerun some of the banana splits. So, and I think that's available on Spectrum. Uh, well, I think me, it me is. TV? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So anyway, uh, Randy, thanks so much for sending your comments in. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, viewer mail, you can send us your viewer mail or your non-viewer mail. Info at c19.tv. Uh, Christian, you're going to take over now. Uh, there was a movie that you saw uh, that starred Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes. No, no, not no. quite. No, but it was it was it had Sherlock Gnomes. Yeah, almost. Sherlock Gnomes. Almost oh there. So is this like a Sherlock Hobbit? Is this like if Sherlock Holmes were a Hobbit or what? G I guess that's some, one way you can look uh, at give it. Give me some background. So on this, this movie. is a this is a follow up to the movie Gnomeo and Juliet. If you guys remember that coming out several years ago, <laughs> Greg uh, loved Greg's it. Greg's kind of rolling his he eyes over it. there. He loved I it. I could imagine actually paying money. No, I shouldn't. Say that. <laughs> Forget it. Forget I said anything. Continue. Well. Uh, clearly not as many viewers can imagine it either because Sherlock Gnomes came in fourth at the box office this week. <laughs> Didn't have the strongest opening they would have hoped for. But it's a follow-up to Gnomeo and Juliet, and it basically covers them moving to a new town in London. They're moving to London, and they move in, and all of a sudden all these gnomes and all the gardens throughout the city are disappearing. And so who on earth could they possibly call to solve the mystery except for Sherlock Gnomes and his trusty Watson, who doesn't get a fun like gnome pun, but I guess there's not as much you can do with that. Um, so I found the movie to be pretty boring. Really? Um, it just was not that entertaining. They were going for funny, and most of the jokes didn't stick. Um, as you can imagine, most of the audience that was in there were families, lots of young kids, and even really the kids weren't laughing. And so that's when I really knew that just something was off if even the kids yeah. aren't enjoying the comedy. Too much profanity or what? No, it just it wasn't funny. I don't know how to describe it. Like It just was very flatlined. Didn't feel like it had any heart. Didn't feel like it had anything really to laugh out. There were a few like chuckles, but nothing, well, even, nothing too serious. Well, the trailers felt that way to me as I watched mm -hmm. the trailers. There's nothing that really is drawing me in. There was, uh, there was one scene of a dancing gnome in like a thong or yep. something, and I'm like, I don't want to see that. Why would I want my kids to see that? Yeah, and that was just my general attitude towards the whole film was like, why did I want to see this? Okay. Um, it's just, like I said, very flatlined film, recycled plot points, really nothing new to learn about any of the characters, just really one of the most unnecessary sequels wow. I've okay. seen, especially okay. for an animated film. The one, if there is a redeeming factor for this, the one thing I will say is, interestingly enough, they followed a lot of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's, like, Sherlock Holmes novels pretty pretty well like really? it's got Moriarty you know his arch yeah, yeah. Irene Adler his kind of love interest okay, like okay. a lot of the characters they used were yeah. from the Sherlock Holmes uh, books 
and a lot of the plot points um, were also from the books because okay. I've always been a big fan of the the book series, yeah. and so it was kind of interesting to see to see how they to see that they wove a lot of that together. But like I said, just as a whole, not yeah. that great of a film. I ended up giving it a D plus. Oh, D plus. Yeah. Okay, voice talent in this Johnny Depp. Johnny right? Depp as Sherlock Gnomes. Okay. Um, then you've got Emily Blunt, James McAvoy yep. as Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Um, so, I mean, some great voice talent. Okay. I think Michael Caine's in gotcha. there for a little while, but okay. just not a good film. D-plus. Yeah. Well, D plus. Uh, if, if you think uh, D-plus is bad, well, just hang around, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you about a movie called Unsane. Uh, it's a movie that, that I was intrigued by, uh, a suspense thriller uh, directed by uh, Steven Soderbergh, who did you know, some great films, yeah. um, Ocean's Eleven, Aaron Brockovich, Magic Mike. Logan Lucky, so he's you know a big name guy. He he's knows what he's doing. He know, knows what he's doing. Been around for a long time, so that intrigued me. Um, also, the movie was shot completely with iPhone technology, so from from an experimental standpoint, really intrigued by what they can do because you can get some pretty good video on that. So I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm interested. Uh, some some talent that you may recognize, Claire Foy um, is in this, and she's in The Crown. Uh, it's Queen Elizabeth. Have you seen the, the show The Crown? Uh, also, Matt Damon has a cameo. Huh. Um, he, he's a, um, he is a security expert, has a small role in this. Uh, the movie was shot with a budget of $1.2 million. Uh, Soderbergh, as I said, directed this. Uh, he, he really tries to put together this suspense thriller about a woman who has been stalked, and so she moves to a, a new town to try to kind of escape her past and get away from, from this stalker. Um, but um, she's, she's having these flashbacks and, and really having some uncomfortable situations pop up. And so she, she's trying to have a normal life, but it's just not happening. And so she decides to go to this treatment center just to maybe talk to somebody. Well, she uh, ends up signing some paperwork that inadvertently gets her committed uh, to, uh, to, to a, a psychiatric uh, evaluation for 24 hours. Then around every corner, she starts seeing this stalker <laughs> that she left behind, or does she? And so then you just kind of follow what happens uh, after that. And, you know, I, th I thought it was a really interesting, um, interesting concept, um, you know, creative risk-taking, taking on the iPhone technology. Um, and also, I, I think Claire Foy um, was a great lead choice for this as well. But that's really where it ends. I mean, <laughs> that's where the positive ends for me. Uh, it felt like an indie film, but not in a good way. As I was watching it, the lighting was horrible. Some of the shot collection, uh, shot, shot selections were out of focus. Uh, I don't know how you how you do that if you're yeah. if you're a professional. Um, and and also some of the shot selections had no purpose. I couldn't quite hmm. figure out what they were trying to do with this. Uh, the, they had a musical score, and they also had a sound sound design where they were just trying to use ambient sound, but the balance was off. You couldn't tell what what the purpose of either one of these was. So it was kind of playing at odds with each other. The acting at times, other than, the, than Claire, it felt over-exaggerated, uh, almost like um, your understudies for a weekend theater troupe where they couldn't get a job anywhere else. So all in all, I, I was really, really disappointed. It was, it was a horrible film on multiple levels. Uh, it felt like a film festival reject. What I mean by that is it was an hour and 38 minutes long. Four times I looked at my watch. Ooh. That's a bad sign. Four That's times I looked at, at my watch, and, and I'm thinking, okay, if I'm watching this as a film festival judge, I, some of my comments would have been all of these things, but I also would have said, if this had been a shorter film as a film short, maybe. Um, I, I really think this is one of those things that they were doing 
um, the creativity, trying to be creative other than the substance of this. Mm -hmm. But for $1.2 million, I think they could have done a little bit better on this, especially bring in some studio lights. You know, do some better lighting. I'd really love to see a film shot on with iPhone technology, but done well, and I think it can be done well. Were they trying to shoot it with natural light? Was that yeah, a point? lot of natural light. And but to me, it didn't have purpose. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it didn't didn't add to it. It didn't do anything for it. You know, if you're looking at films that have found footage type films, many times that found footage is purposeful. Paranormal Activity, uh, Blair Witch. I mean, there's reasons that you have that, but for this. You know, if you didn't know it was shot with iPhone technology, you would just say, wow, that movie just didn't quite look right. right. Well, it's because the lighting and the way that they were framing and the out-of-focus shots, uh, I was just really, really disappointed in this. And I blame, I blame Soderbergh. Mm -hmm. uh, he had complete control over this. He went for experimentation over something that had meaning. And it really, it, it bothered me because the story, uh, especially any time, but especially during this time, the story of um, a woman being stalked and then trying to find her voice for people to believe her is incredibly relevant now. It's always relevant, but I think now even more important. And then for, for it to be done so sloppily in this film bothered me even more. Now, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm really on the other side of the consensus. Rotten Tomatoes, I think it was like 73%. Really? And I'm far on the other side of this, far on the other side of this. Uh, I, I think the movie had potential if they paid more attention to the production value and uh, to the story. So you're saying it would have been better on an Android phone? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe, or a GoPro. Yeah. Just, just, just strap just, a GoPro to your head. All, maybe all that. the characters just wear yeah, GoPros. Yeah, that would have been better. Well, so. I really admire them wanting to use the iPhone technology, uh, but like, if you're going to do that, I would hope that they would want to use that to show just how impressive it is and how yep. it really can stand on its own and you can make a movie with that and so it's yep. kind of disappointing that for them to have used an iPhone they used it in the worst way possible yep. as if like you know somebody on the street had picked up an iPhone and yep. tried to use I'm it. I'm right there with you because I, I think I, I think that if anything this can give people the potential of huh I could do that and do it better mm -hmm. and I think it can be done better. D minus for me. Wow. Ooh. D minus. And wow. I, I don't give that many D minuses, but the past few weeks I've given some D's. Yeah. So for you, those of you watching, mood. go watch Sherlock Gnomes instead of Unsane. <laughs> Do they shoot that with iPhones too? No. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, quick question. Okay. Uh, when it is lit well, yep. uh, how does that look projected? I mean, an iPhone video thrown that far. I will say this. You know, it looked good. I mean, it, it looked really good on look screen. Right. Yeah, I mean, it did, I didn't see just from a technical from standpoint. a technical mm -hmm. standpoint. Yeah, but I think the way it was blown up on the screen. Yeah, I mean, it, if it had been lit well, yeah. I'm I'm probably would not have known it was shot with an iPhone. That's hmm. interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what bothers me because I think to to really do it, you could go out and say, hey, let's let's do this. I mean, we don't, you know, they didn't have any zooms. You know, they were all you know just established shots. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have, you have to have them. You know, you didn't have to have them. Sounds so, like there's so much potential for yeah, that that just yeah, kind of went to waste. There is. Um, and I think, what, I think what it can do is it can inspire people to go out and say, hey, I can do better than Soderbergh <laughs> and do it for less money. Uh, because the $1.2 million probably went to the salaries of Matt Damon, who was on screen <laughs> for two minutes, um, and Clara Foy and maybe Soderbergh's um, directing. Because it sure didn't go into much yeah. of anything else. Hmm. Uh, let's let's go and uh, talk about one more film, Imitation Girl. Give me a two-minute uh, overview of All right. Imitation Girl. So two-minute overview. So very interesting plot. Just a small-budget indie film. So it's an alien crash lands on Earth and takes the form of an adult film star. And so there's basically like 
two people with the same body walking around on Earth, and they both have to kind of learn with the, the complexities of being human and like both living as identical twins, basically. Um, so Juliana is the human, and she's kind of dealing with the emotional trauma of the business she's in and trying to get out of that. Okay. And then on the other side, you see the alien that's come to Earth really experiencing the beauty of life and what Earth has to offer as a human. Huh. Um, so it's a really intriguing plot premise, but wasn't quite what I expected. Okay. Um, because the two girls, which is really the same actress, right. obviously, only share about two and a half minutes of screen time. And so, for me, I didn't understand why they were identical if they aren't going to be on screen together. There was never really So they're any... only on screen together like two and a half minutes? Yeah, for, okay. for two and a half minutes they're on screen together, and it's never really established why they look identical, why they're the same, anything like right. that. Um, if I had to just make a guess, I would say it's more of a metaphor for how everyone in life experiences the good and bad of life and so okay. we see one of them experiencing only the bad and one of them really only experiencing the good but even still i think that that kind of threw me off because if you're going to use the same person to act in two parts then i would hope that there would be more yeah. of a purpose to it than yeah. that yeah. um really great cinematography just these long panning shots um over a lot of the midwest is really beautiful to watch um and I think that just the main problem kind of relating to that is just the film thought it was a lot deeper than it was. Okay. It was a really interesting premise and had some really good points to make, but I think the film kind of felt self-important. Okay. Which is always a danger for me and something that I don't like. So I gave it a C plus. Still okay. a pretty good viewing experience, okay. but not great. C plus for Imitation Girl. So aliens coming to Earth and discovering porn. Yeah. That's one way to if put they it. named it Aliens in Porn, it might have made more money over the weekend. I don't know. But that's available to stream now, too. Okay. So that, I don't think it's hitting theaters. It just right. went straight to streaming. Straight to streaming. Okay. All right. Good deal. Wow. Well, we're going to come back. Uh, and also, uh, one more thing about uh, the movie I don't want you to go see uh, from, what was that movie called that I, I recommended, that I did not recommend? What was it called? Unsane. Unsane. See, I, I forgot the name of it. Uh, there were some unanswered story questions, too. Hmm. There, were, there were Amy Irving starred in this as, like, the mom. And, uh, I've seen at, her in a long time. Yeah, at, at one point, the uh, the stalker shows up at her room, at the mom's room, and then you don't know what happened after that, and they never address the mom again. They never address any of that. And so there were a lot of problems with Unsane. So I see I've forgotten because there's so many bad ones. We're hmm. going to take a break. We'll come back with more. We'll bring uh, Catherine Manning out here. Christian, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's been good uh, and, to be back. Sorry you didn't get a chance to check out great movies uh, <laughs> this past week. But maybe, just hang around, maybe more, maybe more. Greg Tillman there, uh, Timothy, uh, Timothy Cricket back there with Catherine. We're going to take a break Timothy right here. Oh. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out of me. That song just makes my head just go like that. It just makes me dance. It makes me happy, Catherine. Welcome, Catherine. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> good. I'm good. That's Catherine Manning. That is the Critics' Choice Scholar, Catherine Manning. I am Noel T. Manning II. This is Meet Me at the Movies. You're watching it right here on C19 TV, or if you're um, doing that podcast thing on demand, info at uh, w, sorry, wgwg.org, and you can email us at info at c19.tv. Boss Hogg over there behind side camera one. I'm having a hard time talking, man. I'm still, I'm still angry about Unsane. I'm still angry about that movie. 
I wasted an hour and 38 minutes of my time. I know what we're going to do next week. What? If I can figure out the details, we're going to shoot this show on a phone. Okay. And we're going to use a Galaxy 8 this time. And I, I don't have a 9. Listen, I'm listen, sorry. Listen, let's do it. Ooh, what if we find like a, um, a Palm Trio phone or a Blackberry and <laughs> shoot it on that? My daughter still has a flip phone. Let's do it. Let's shoot the video. We're going to shoot. That's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to show you how... You can shoot a really bad show, but make it look really good. I think we do that every week here. (laughs) (laughs) We do appreciate you uh, spending time with us uh, talking movies. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim, you still alive back there? Yep. Oh, look, 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 Christian's got the iPhone. He's shooting the show. He's shooting behind the scenes with an iPhone. Smart, smart man. I may need to edit that into this. Yeah, we'll see what we can do with that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Catherine, I appreciate you being back with us. We missed you. I know you've been uh, you've been out um, been changing the world, mm-hmm. been all over the place. Mm-hmm. We're glad you're back uh, for this week, and uh, you've got a, quite a few things to talk about. We were going to talk about Ladybird uh, for home delivery. We may not get to that, so we are switching that around. Um, we're going to do I don't a. Even know if I want to talk about it. You don't even know it. if you want to talk about it. But we do want to talk about Take Five. We're going to talk about Take Five, and we're going to let you. Greg, Greg is actually <laughs> shooting this with his iPhone. Look at Christian that. Inspired That's pretty me. cool. You, no, Christian no, this inspired is dro- This is an Android. No. This is oh, an, Android. Uh, it is a phone, though. Yeah, it is a phone. Yeah, it is a phone. <laughs> uh, so give us your Take Five this week. Uh, you know, Sandra Bullock has a new uh, movie opening up, and it's a spinoff of a Soderbergh uh, film that was a remake. I can get all that out there. Soderbergh <laughs> did Ocean's Eleven. This is Ocean's 8. It's coming out shortly, and we started thinking, you know, let's talk about some essential Sandra Bullock films that everybody needs to check out. Okay, well, my first one, I've mentioned this before, it's The Proposal. It's one of my all-time favorite romantic comedies. It has Sandra Bullock, and it has Ryan Reynolds, Betty White, um, and it's just this great movie, um, basically, Ryan Reynolds' character and Sandra Bullock's character work together, and um, Sandra is the boss, and she's mean and nasty, and... I know all about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. I, yeah, yeah. And uh, Ryan, you know, Ryan's character hates her, um, but it, um, she ends up um, being... They're about to deport her because she's from Canada, and her visa has expired, so she pretends to be engaged to Ryan Reynolds' character. And they have to travel um, to his hometown and um, kind of carry on this ruse of an engagement. And it's just, it's funny and it has a lot of heart. Um, there's a great scene of Betty White and dancing. Yeah. So, I mean, it well, has Betty everything. Betty White is just, is just awesome anyway. She can do no wrong. Yeah, right. I love Betty White. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the proposal on your list for Take 5, Sandra yes. Bullock films, everyone should see. Okay, what's, uh, what's the next one and why? The Blind Side. Blind Side, okay. Mm-hmm. Different, a different uh, side of uh, Sandra Bullock. Yes, and this is one reason why I really liked it. Based on a true story, she plays um, a mom who adopts a um, son in, I think it's in Memphis, it's set in Memphis, and he's had just a very difficult life. Um, but she kind of fosters his love of football and um, just really takes him in as her own. Yeah. Um, and so it just has a lot of heart as well. Um, and it's just a side of Sandra Bullock I had never seen. It was a very serious, honest side, and I've seen interviews with the woman that she actually played, Leanne Tui, and she took on her persona. And so I really enjoyed, um, I mean, there's not much of a difference between the two. They're the same. You get a real sense of the ability that she has as an actress. Okay, number three on your list. Number three, two weeks notice. I've mentioned this one before as well. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, Sandra Bullock, 
wonderful chemistry, a lot of fun. Um, Sandra Bullock is a lawyer who is, you know, an environmentalist, um, and she works for Hugh Grant's character, who is basically against all of those things. Yeah, he's completely the opposite of who she is. Yes, so um, it just follows that story, um, and it's just very, very good writing, very witty, um, and they really um, bounce off of each other. Yeah, their, their chemistry works really, really well too. Right. It's called two weeks' notice. All yes. right, number four on your list of Sandra Bullock, essential Sandra Bullock you. films. Number four is Speed. It's her breakthrough film. Um, it's an action adventure movie, actually. And I, um, before seeing this, I had only seen her in you know comedies, romantic comedies. Right. So um, it was just very interesting to see her in this. It's so you went, you went back to watch this. Right. After, you, I, after yeah. you've known her as a romantic comedy. It came right. out in 94, 95 right. before I was yeah, born. You born yeah. So. Um, <laughs> okay. Look at Greg over there. He's like, wait a minute. Before, before I, I think born. I was 60 when it came out. <laughs> um, but it's a great, great film as well. Um, and it has Keanu Reeves. And it has a lot of, it has a great story. Um, basically, they're on a city bus there's a bomb on it and if they go below 55 miles per hour the bus will blow up yeah, so yeah. it's very suspenseful a lot of good action yeah. um, and just a really interesting story but it's also um, you see the characters change as well yeah. there's a lot of good character yeah arcs. yeah fun fun adventure action film all right number five on your list number five Miss Congeniality okay right. um, so Sandra Bullock and this plays a woman who is an FBI agent and she has been charged with going undercover um, in the, I think it's called the Miss USA pageant. Not Miss America, but Miss USA. And so um, she has to um, go in and she's like very, like she does not like being ladylike. She doesn't like any of that stuff. She's very like. She's a fish out of water. Right, right. It's a very fish out of water film. So it's just um, fun to see her. Um, navigate this yeah. new path. Uh, we'll wrap things up with a movie quote of the week. This quote comes from Sherlock Holmes. And this kind of is really the way I feel about Greg sometimes. You know, I never complain. What? You know, um, when do I complain about you practicing the violin at three in the morning? Or your mess? Or your general lack of hygiene? Or the fact that you steal my clothes? When? When do I ever complain about that? Okay, first of all, I don't think I've ever been around you at 3 a.m. <laughs> just want to clear that up. We do appreciate you watching and spending time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, Catherine Manning over there. Greg Tillman over there beside Camera One. Uh, back on the Mission Control. Christian and Tim Foster. Until next time, I'm Noel T. Man in the Second for Meet Me at the Movies. That is a wrap. Happy